Hello and welcome to Not Your Basic Influencers. We are two mental health professionals influencing you on the shit that matters most. Let's jump in. Hello and welcome to our very first episode of Not Your Basic Influencers. My name's Elise. And I'm Leah. And we are so happy that you're here with us today. So we are going to go ahead and just jump right in and talk about the things that influence our mental health. Um, This is a mental health podcast, and we are going to be talking about all kinds of stuff related to our mental health. So we figured why not start today by, you know, just talking about it in general and, and I think kind of opening it up. Yeah. So let us introduce you to our friend, mental health. So to be completely transparent, we Googled mental health because it's a very broad and abstract concept and something that we talk about all the time um, and are just so used to referring to. But really, to me, it is our emotional and psychological well-being, how we respond to stressors, how we react to certain triggers and life events and just um, situations and how we view ourselves in the world. There's such a, I was telling Leah this earlier that I think mental health is such like a trendy phrase, like trendy word right now. And so people talk about it, but I'm like, do you know what you're talking about? Like, yeah, it's a buzzword. It is. a Thank you. That's what I was looking for. A buzzword. It's a freaking buzzword. Um, Which is great. It is. I think that, and we'll jump into this, like it goes into kind of taking away the stigma from some of it, but I want to make sure that when we're talking about it, we also know what it is. And so Let's just first start off by saying, if you are a living, breathing human, you have mental health and your mental health is your fucking health. Yeah, we all have mental health and sometimes we are doing okay and our mental health is on point. Other times we are struggling and that's totally normal and part of life. And I think, you know, in jumping into this, I think it's important because we often, or I hear this people use this like interchangeably as far as like mental health and mental illness. I think it's important to kind of understand the difference between the two. So again, everybody has mental health. You listening have mental health. Not everybody has mental illness. And so just to kind of make this like simple, I think it's helpful when I talk about anxiety to understand, like we all experience the feeling, the emotion of anxiety at times, but we are all not diagnosed with anxiety as like a mental illness as a diagnosis, right? So like different levels, think of it as like a spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. And like just life events and adjusting to certain transitions. And again, and anxiety can also be like exciting. Like you can have anxiety and also be excited and looking forward to something. So yeah, it's definitely something that we each experience as individuals differently at different points of our lives. And something I have thought about and talked to clients often is like the idea of like, we're not happy all the time. Like I've yet to meet an individual who's happy every second of every day, but it doesn't exist. So again, like our feelings are always like changing and transient and they come and go. And so some days we're going to feel great and happy and other days we might be struggling and that's part of mental health. Yeah. Mental health is just like a neutral term. It, It just is. You have mental health. And, and I think that I'm going to go ahead and say, like, we also experience mental health challenges. Like your mental health may go to shit at times because maybe you're going through a fucking toxic relationship or somebody that you really loved and cared about died. Um, 
you're just like the shit's hitting the fan and you're struggling and things are really hard. Your mental health is going to take a little bit of a toll, but that doesn't necessarily mean one, that anything's wrong with you. That means that you're experiencing life. And two, you don't have necessarily a mental illness. You're just experiencing a mental health challenge. I mean, we're all experiencing this global pandemic. Like even if we don't experience it directly, right? We're all impacted by it. So I don't know one person that has not been impacted by it and their mental health has not been impacted by it in some capacity. Yeah. Jinx. But, um, (laughs) so no, I, so I think, I think there's a lot of shame and I'm going back to stigma, a lot of shame of the term mental health, because you're right. People use that interchangeably with mental illness and, but mental health is just like your physical health. We all have it. Sometimes we have colds. Sometimes we feel completely fine. Same thing with mental health. And um, yeah, it's, it's human really is what it is. And we're just trying to normalize this. So for you listening, it's really just trying to normalize your experiences that, you know, what you're going through, what you've gone through and your experiences, it's, it's okay. It's okay to feel what you're feeling. And I think when we think about like mental health, it's important to like kind of consider what causes mental health. And again, we all have it. So, or what impacts it, what affects it. Um, And I think this kind of comes back to like all of our experiences, everything that we've been through throughout your life. So the way you were raised, your connections and attachment with your um, like parents or caregivers, your, I don't know if you've experienced trauma, right? Like what else, Leah? Relationship with peers, bullying. Yeah. Everything. And like being unsafe, not having like a home at one point of your life or like a sense of stability, all of those things impact it whether you're conscious of it in the moment or not. Right. And I think the thing is, is again, because of the stigma too, and because of our culture, it's really like, just go, 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 you know, push through it. Um, kind of like people have it worse, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of the times we minimize those experiences and how we feel because it's really just like, it's just another day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, got into a car accident, but like, I'm fine. I'm here. I'm alive versus like, that was really scary. Right. And I feared for my life and safety, whatever, you know, like, so I think because of the stigma too, we tend to dismiss some of those experiences or we don't want to own how we feel. Well, and like you said, I think we see this everywhere. So when you think about work, I always think it's funny how we get sick days, right? A lot of people get sick days. If you don't, I'm so sorry. You get sick days, but you hear people like wanting to take a mental health day and it's like, what? No, push through, right? keep fighting. Like, I just think there's so much stigma even around that. And, and we could get so far into this with like around culture and gender. Um, there's just a lot, a lot that goes with it. Yeah. And like how your caregivers or parents were um, when you were growing up, like how did they, I guess, like, facilitate your understanding of mental health or your emotions. So some families don't even acknowledge it at all, not even because they don't want to, or they're like, they're, you know, rebelling against it, but they, it, it was generational or they don't even know really like what feelings are or that you can experience more than, you know, three feelings, more than happy, sad, worried. So like, I think there's a big piece where a lot of the times we just didn't have it role modeled you know, shout out to the millennial generation. 
we paved your way, bitches. Mental health awareness. <laughs> I think we normalize seeing therapists. Yeah. And I, I, I shared this with Elise too. Is, so my family's just very unique in that both my parents are mental health professionalists and therapists. Um, so I grew up talking about my feelings from a very early age, like was very emotional and sensitive and in touch with my emotions at a very early age. And that was really encouraged and validated, but I know not a lot of people had that same experience and not that my experience is right and others are wrong, but my take on mental health is totally different than a lot of people's. And so I have to sometimes check myself and realize, okay, not everyone wants to talk about feelings, you know? Right. <laughs> I do. I'll sit and listen to your feelings all day long, Leah, but you're right. And I think like, um, so I have two young boys, um, an infant and a, like, I just call him like a small human. Cause he's not really a toddler. He's like a little tiny kid now. Um, but we talk a lot about feelings and it's so important, I think, to have those conversations, um, and get people comfortable in, in what that is and understanding that it's just like talking about if you got a boo-boo on your knee, we're going to talk about when we're feeling sad. And so I don't care if you're listening to this and you're 18, 25, 50, a hundred, like if I hope we have some 100 year old, like wise, wise people listening. Yeah. Love it. What's up, grandma? Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay to like own it and own like, and understand that how, whatever your experience is with how you view your own mental health at this point in your life, understand that that is influenced by the way you were raised, the society that you've grown up in, your culture, your experiences. There's so many things that influence it. And if you've had experiences that have made you feel like your mental health, or maybe like have made you, made it feel like your mental health has suffered a little bit, understand that there's ways around that too and ways to work through that. Yeah. And again, we're not saying there's a right or wrong way, but being able to acknowledge how you experienced and understood mental health and then knowing that you can kind of adjust your understanding of it. So as we talk about what affects our mental health and what influences us or impacts our mental health, I think it's important also to talk about how we take care of ourselves and our mental health, how we nurture it. So yeah, at least like, how do you take care of your mental health? Oh, I would say it's different for whatever's going on. Right. And I, and I, I guess before I jump into what I do, I would encourage people to understand for you to understand listening that it's not a one size fits all that you need to kind of like figure out what you need in different moments, different things going on. Um, like for me, when shit hits the fan and like things are just, it's just heavy and it's a lot. I just like to sit in like a hot bath and just chill like, and have quiet time. Um, but for the most part, I feel like I maintain and like take care of my mental health by like getting decent sleep because again, shut out. I have two young children. Um, but also like just connecting with people, um, having those like relationships and making sure that it's, it's not just like all business as usual and like really taking the time to make sure I'm connecting and then also getting into touch with like being creative. You made a really good point that it's not a one size fits all. And when I talk to my clients, it's funny. I, I don't sh like, you know, they're like, are you going to teach me how to do like, are you going to tell me to, to breathe? Like, are you going to like, <laughs> like, I don't want to do that meditation shit. And like, I also personally 
don't love meditation. Like it just is not, I find other ways to practice mindfulness, but I mean, it doesn't work for me. And so when someone suggests it, like literally sometimes I want to like wring their throat. It's not that I'm going to, but I'm like, that's the last thing I want to do really right now. Where I'm like, I love the breathing shit. Yeah. Everyone's different. So, but it's, but you're but like, you have to just figure out what works for you. And so, if, you know, we can, you know, I can tell my clients all day to do A, B or C, but if it's, it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. And so I've learned like kind of what, what works for me. Like I'll, you know, for me, it's exercise. It's like, you know, releasing those endorphins. And I don't know if you are all familiar, but endorphins are essentially the happy, happy, what is it? Hormones, happy chemicals, whatever. Anyways, your, your body releases the <laughs> endorphins and it makes you happy. And so there's like the natural high you get from exercising. So for me, exercise is really helpful in like managing anxiety, relieving myself of stress. I can be super present and mindful and, um, it just helps set the tone for my day. So that's something I do as well as, um, I go to a therapist, therapist, do see therapists, just like doctors see doctors. And, um, so that's helped me significantly in working through some shit. So really, and I think we've talked about this before, but connection connections, huge for me. I'm not an extrovert but I still need connection. So it's even like a simple text to a friend or chatting on the phone with someone briefly here and there that really helps me when I'm feeling disconnected or feeling low. So really it's about what works for you. Um, and sometimes you have to kind of play around with it and figure it out. Yeah. I think I have these conversations a lot, um, with my students. So, um, this is Elise speaking. <laughs> Hello again. Um, I work at a high school with teenagers and so, basically I have these conversations a lot with them because I get the like, Miss Mandich, like how is journaling going to help? How is practicing gratitude going to help? How is breathing going to help? Right. And we kind of go through this like laundry list where they're looking at all these different things that they can do. And I don't think people give enough credit to like what happens like in our brain when we do these things, the chemicals that are released um, dopamine and serotonin, the endorphins, all these like feel good chemicals that go throughout our body that really help to rewire our brain. And so, especially if you're somebody that's experienced some shit in your life, which I would say that most people have, um, it's really helpful to do these things to help rewire your brain so that your brain starts getting used to like, Oh, okay. This is how we think now. This is how we take care of ourselves now. And this is how it's the little stuff Like you don't, this, this is me. When I get like into going to the gym or like working out or something, I like go at it for like a week and then I like fall off that wagon. But it's not like you're going to show up to the gym and like come out strong. Like you have to do it over time. And it's like the regular practice of it and understand that every single little thing that you do that supports your mental health matters. How you talk to yourself matters. What you do for yourself matters. You are a bad ass bitch. And, and just knowing to prioritize yourself. Like it's so important to put your needs first and know that your mental health is a priority and should be a priority and to be the best parent, friend, partner, caregiver, employee, you, you need to take care of yourself. You don't want to, you know, you can't, I always say this so cliche, but you can't pour from an empty cup. But I really do believe that like if I'm depleted and have not taken care of myself, how can I really do a whole, like anything. Right. So it's just so important to take care of your needs and know that it's a priority and that it's okay to put yourself first, like to be selfish in that way. 
and it will not make you a narcissist because that's a common question. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I know you touched on like, oh, it's cliche. And I, I agree. Cause I was going to say something like that of like, you know, you put your mask on before you put on the person next to you. But I think that there's something to be said about that concept. And I still think that there's a lot of people that find like guilt in that. And what I, I guess like, if I can encourage you, it's like to do a little experiment with yourself and to see if you, when you're filling your own bucket and you're taking care of yourself and you're doing the shit that matters to you, I guarantee your relationships with people are going to be better. Um, how you go about things is going to be better and you're going to feel better because I know even if I'm putting everybody in front of me first, there's like frustration starts to get built up, like resentment starts to get built up and I'm sitting there like feeling depleted and that's not benefiting the relationship. It's not benefiting me. And so whatever your motivator is like, understand that really by taking care of yourself, you're going to better be able to take care of other people. Definitely. So if there's any takeaway from today's episode, it's really that you have mental health. We all have mental health and we want you to prioritize yourself and know that your needs matter and your mental health matters. Really look forward to future episodes and we're going to touch on mental health a little bit more and all things that impact us and our well-being. Yes. Leah said it perfect. Um, so please, if you're not already, go and follow us on um, Instagram at notchyourbasicinfluencers. Um, feel free to send us a message. Um, we'd love to hear like any topic ideas that you would like to have covered. And then also please don't forget to subscribe or follow us on Spotify and soon to be Apple. And we look forward to having these chats later in the future. We appreciate you. 